everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Omaha Key StatCast. Welcome back, everyone, after Christmas, after New Year's Eve, and New Year's Day. Welcome back to the first Omaha Key StatCast of 2020. Today we're going over the Mavs' tie and loss in the state of Maine. Friday they tied 2-2, Saturday they lost 3-2 in a late goal scored by Maine. Let's get into it. fans we're gonna get right into it stats are gonna be the first thing we're gonna talk about today so the Mavs are eight nine and three now overall they finished in their non-conference schedule with a six four and two record the Mavs are two six and two on the first night of games and six three and one now on the second night of games and the Mavs are four four and two at home and that's how they stand so far in the pairwise the Mavs start at the weekend at number 34 they finish the weekend at number 34 with a little bit of room to grow or um, a little bit of room to move I guess all week with a game being played every night there's a couple with um, teams that the Mavs have played there's a couple of teams of teams that the Mavs have played so like I said there's a very small very small room to move but it could happen um, so be on the lookout for that. Goal scores on Friday. Um, Kevin Conley got his eighth of the season from Warden Abate at 12-16 in the first. Then Ryan Burchette, his first collegiate goal, he finally broke through on the power play even from Weiss and Scanlon at the 10-07 mark in the second period, and that would be it for the Mavericks. They get two and a tie with the main Black Bears on Friday. Saturday, John Schultz, another first collegiate goal this weekend for the Mavs. He got his first, as I just said, from Brichette and Conley. Brichette getting in another assist on a fellow teammate's first collegiate goal as well. That came at 14.50 in the first. Then Tristan Keck got his fourth of the season, his second in as many weekends. Coming back from injury, from that from Sunberg and Sullivan at 16.29 in the second. That would even it up at 2-2 in the second. However, the Mavs, as I said, gave up a late third period goal. The Mavs were shut out in the third period. They were, uh, I don't know this exactly, unofficially probably one of the best third period goal um, scoring teams um, in the NCAA. They get none this last weekend against Maine. That certainly hurt them. Uh, not getting a third period goal would have been huge. They had plenty of opportunities, but they failed to convert. Player points on the weekend. Two players had two points. Brichette and Conley each had a goal and an assist each. Then Schultz and Keck each with a goal uh, for one point this weekend. Then Abate, Ward, Weiss, Sunberg, Sullivan, and Scanlon all with an assist. And that rounds out player points. Leaders uh, stats for the season. Taylor Ward leads in goals with 10. Burchette and Weiss still tied for the assist lead with 12. And Kevin Conley leads the team in points with 19. Omaha scored four goals this weekend, bringing that season total to 68. Then it's an average of 3.4 a game. Maine scored five goals this weekend, which brings that season total to 62 against the Mavs, an average of 3.1 a game. So that's 3.4 to 3.1 the goals for goals against average for the Mavs. 
The Mavs had 77 shots and scored four times. That brings their season shot total to 617, which is an average of 30.85 per game. Maine had 75 shots this weekend, bringing that season total to 565, an average of 27.22 shots against per game. So again, that is 30.85 to 27.22 in the shots department. Saves Austin Roden had quite an amazing weekend despite coming away with just a tie and a loss. He made 46 saves on 48 shots on Friday, which is a 95.83 save percentage. Then on Saturday, he made 24 saves on 27 shots, an 88.89 per save percentage. Swayman stood up to the task as well on Friday, made 41 saves on 43 shots, a 95.35 save percentage. Then Saturday, 32 saves on 34 shots faced, 94.12 save percentage. Austin Roden on the season moved to 2-4-1, 188 shots against, 19 goals against. He's faced, or he's made 169 saves. His save percentage went up this weekend to 89.89%. Penalties, a very low amount of penalties. However, um, Taylor Ward takes his second major in as many weekends um, this weekend, one of only three or four, I guess, if you count as uh, two penalties. Um, Ward has his major on Friday, while the Mavs only took two other penalties on Friday. The Mavs took four penalties on Saturday. Penalty in minutes leaders. Taylor Ward with his uh, major misconduct jumps into the penalty in minutes lead with 38 on the season. Jones and Sullivan tied for second with 31. Zach Jordan has 25. Abate has 24. And John Schultz rounds out the top five or six with 21. The power play this weekend had a lot of chances. Um, they went one for three on Friday, 33%. Saturday went 0 for six, plenty of chances. Um, they were handed plenty of chances to get that that go-ahead goal there in the third. However, the Mavs go one and nine on the weekend and 11% on the power play. To start the weekend, they were at 21.52% on the power play, or 17 of 79. After Friday, that jumped up to 21.95, almost 22%, 18 of 82. But that dropped down to 20.45, a whole percentage and a half. After going over six on Saturday, finished the power play, or finished the weekend with a 20.45% power play. 18 of 88 are the Mavs on the power play this season. I was going to say summer, this season. Maine went 1 for 4 on Friday, 25% power play. Saturday went 0 for 3. On the weekend, they went 1 for one for 7, 14.23% save percentage, or um, power play percentage. The penalty kill for the Mavs started at 78.38, or 58 of 74 after Friday. That dropped slightly to 78.21%, 61 of 78. After Sunday, jumped quite a bit to 79.01. 65 of 81 is the penalty kill for the Mavs this season. Faceoffs went Omaha's way both nights, 34-30 on Friday, a 53.13 win percentage. And on Saturday, 33-29 in Omaha's favor, a 53.23 win percentage. And that is all the stats I have listed. 
Stay tuned. Next, we have a brand new segment coming to the Omahaki StatCast, the Pairwick. <laughs> and then I go and ruin it. Oh my goodness. You'll see. Here it comes. The new segment on the Omahaki StatCast. Welcome to the new segment called the Pairwise Pulse. Here we're going to go over um, right now probably just like the top 10 and any major changes that happened either over the weekend or over the week. Um, Of course we're going to go over Omaha's Pairwise in depth just a little bit to kind of get an understanding about where they are, what they need to do, what they can do to put themselves in a better position. Uh, when it comes time, uh, right around frozen face-off time and quarterfinal time, 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 um, uh, for Omaha to put themselves in a position to compete, uh, for one, for a frozen face-off berth and, um, possibly a conference championship and then an NCAA tournament berth and getting there. So the current top 10 in the pairwise. Um, took very little change um, just last night. Over the weekend, it changed quite a bit, but not really, um, not really like any new teams getting in there or not. Um, so the current top ten: North Dakota, Cornell, Minnesota State, Denver rounds out the top four. The next four are Boston College, Penn State, Ohio State, and Massachusetts. UMass Amherst. The next four, Northeastern, UMass Lowell, that rounds out the top 10. Um, Duluth and Providence round out the top 12. Clarkson, Notre Dame, Michigan Tech, and Arizona State are the top 16. I believe currently, I didn't exactly look over this, but I believe the top 15 are in currently with um, the, uh, what is it, the Atlantic Hockey uh, Conference leader. Let me look that up real quick, actually. The Atlantic Hockey Leader is outside the top 16, which means that number 16 in the pairwise will be taken over by the automatic bid by the Atlantic Hockey Conference uh, Tournament winner. So let me just pull that up really quick if my tablet would load it up. So yeah, like I said, currently I believe it's the top 15 are in. Um, so that would mean Arizona State would be the first team out. So Sacred Heart is actually the Atlantic Hockey um, Conference leader. So as it stands right now, you just have to give them the automatic bid since they're in the lead. Let me get back to my pairwise graph here. It's loading, it's loading. This thing is really slow, and any time now. Come on, there we go. Alright. So Sacred Heart currently sits, I know they're outside the top 16. They are currently... Sacred Heart is... Sorry about this. They are 31st, so yeah. That takes out the 16. So like I said, Arizona State would be the first team out. Michigan Tech, the last team in. Sacred Heart would be number 16. Omaha currently sits at 34. Um, they have, when I started keeping track of the pairwise back in November, 
you know, because it totally mattered back then. But it's always, for me, it's nice seeing kind of how teams move after every night of play. So back in November, they were as high as 8th. That was the highest they've gotten. They have fallen all the way down to 34th. Um, and without, you know, wins against um, Wisconsin, wins against Ohio State. And um, a pretty, I mean, they, they had two losses against Duluth. But they, I mean, a loss is a loss, but they are close losses. Um, otherwise, um, the win against Arizona State is certainly keeping them afloat, keeping them close to the top half of college hockey. So they are in a little bit of a rough spot, but they definitely have some room to grow. Um, they have North Dakota, who's number one, like I just said, this weekend. So a strong showing against North Dakota can certainly help them. And the next weekend, they have number four, Denver, who is in St. Cloud, or their home against St. Cloud um, this weekend. Um, and St. Cloud is right below Omaha, right now at 35. So there's a lot of room to grow these next couple weeks. Um, weekends of hockey, a lot of room to kind of help their case. Um, splits or sweeps, obviously, are what you want to um, want to strive for when it comes to wins. But as it stands right now, Omaha 34th, as high they were as high as eighth, um, but have over the last couple of months have kind of faltered and fallen to 34th. NCHC, as it stands right now. Those teams, let me get that up. As I said, North Dakota leads the pairwise, is at the top of the pairwise at number one, Denver four, Duluth 11. Then the next team, Colorado College is at 26, Western Michigan 30, Omaha 34, St. Cloud 35, and Miami at 44. That is how the NCHC stacks up. Um, that's about all I'm going to go through on the pairwise as it stands right now. Um, obviously, it's uh, you know it's only January; the new year just started. But like I said, with some at least for Omaha, with some big conference games coming up, with um, we've got games remaining on the second half. We've got two with number one. We've got or two series with number one. So four games with number one. Two games with number four. Two more with number 11, and um, I believe four games with number 26. So a lot of room, a lot of chances to really help our case. So if you guys want any more from the pairwise going down, um, down the stretch as the season winds to a close, winds to a close, please let me know. Um, things will certainly get a little more in depth um, with things changing um, and yeah let me know and that was the Pairwise Pulse and here we are at the next segment around the NCHC so we're going to go over what uh, the NCHC teams have done since uh, after the Arizona, the Omaha Arizona State weekend, so since the Christmas break. Current number one USCHO 
in the USCHO poll, North Dakota had a 3-1 exhibition win over the U.S. under-18 team and a 5-2-5-2 sweep of Alabama Huntsville. Number 9, Minnesota Duluth had a 4-1-5-1 sweep of Merrimack. Number 5, Denver had a 4-2-4-3 sweep of now number 10, UMass. Uh, receiving votes, Western Michigan had a 1-1 tie and a 4-1 loss against number 14, Notre Dame. St. Cloud State had a 7-2 win over number not number 3, Minnesota State in the Mariucci Classic, but lost the championship 4-1 to Minnesota. Miami, Ohio had a 4-2 win over now number 16, Bowling Green. And Colorado College had a 5-2 loss against Dartmouth, but a 7-3 win against St. Lawrence the very next night. Looking at standings as we go into the second half of the NCHC with all teams only having NCHC play left to go. Number one, North Dakota sits number one in the NCHC at 7-0-1-1, 23 points. Number nine, Minnesota Duluth sits second with a 6-1-1 record and 19 points. Number five, Denver sits in third, 3-3-2-1 in the NCHC with 12 points. Receiving votes, Western Michigan is 3-4-1-1 and 11 points. St. Cloud State is 3-5 with 9 points. Miami, Ohio is 2-3-1-1 with 8 points. And Colorado College and Omaha both have a 2-5-1-1 record and has 7 points. So the difference between tied for 7th and 3rd is 2 games, which is uh, 5 points right now. So it's certainly a race, um, even now, as early as it is. It's a it's really a close race despite Omaha and Colorado College being two five and one. Denver is only five points ahead of them in third. So that's just the NCHC. That is the meat grinder of a conference that it is. It is anyone's anyone's game right now. Even though North Dakota is out in front by quite a bit of a margin, um, Duluth certainly has a chance to catch them and. Um, anyone has a chance at home ice so this weekend's matchup in the NC- weekend's matchup in the nchc receiving votes western michigan visits number nine duluth st cloud visits number five denver and miami ohio visits colorado college so all the ranked um the ranked nchc teams are at home this weekend that was around the nchc next we're going to take a small preview look at the north dakota fighting hawks take a quick look at the North Dakota Fighting Hawks and their season and a couple quick stats to look forward to. Also, we're going to preview their schedule on their road to the Penrose Cup. So North Dakota on the season is 16-1-2. Their season as it stands right now, they've got a 5-1 exhibition win over Manitoba, a 5-0 8-1 sweep against Canisius, 4-4 4-4 tie and a 2-1 loss. Their only loss of the season came at number 3, Mankato. 2-1-4-1 sweep of receiving votes, Bemidji State. A 3-1 one-off win over number 17, Michigan Tech. A 7-1, 5-4 sweep of Miami. A 1-1 tie and a 4-1 win at Denver. Number 5, Denver. 4-2-2-1 sweep of St. Cloud State. A 9-3-3-2 sweep at Minnesota. A 1-0 overtime win and an 8-2 win to sweep at Western Michigan, a 3-1 exhibition win over the U.S. under-18 team, 
and a 5-2-5-2 sweep of Alabama-Huntsville, again putting them at 16-1-2 on the season. Some stats to look forward to. They lead the nation in goal differential at plus 50, average, or scoring 81 goals total on the season and only allowing 31. That is a 4.26 goals for average and a 1.63 goals against average on the season. They are 11-0 at home, 10-1-1 when they score first, 6-0-1 when, when the other team scores first. Power play on the season is 14 of 76 at 18.4%, and their penalty kill is 59 of 65, killing 90.8% of the penalties that they take. Their future schedule, they only have two ranked teams left in their schedule after Omaha. They visit Miami, then number nine, Duluth. Uh, They visit Duluth in that series. Then they're home against CC, home against now number five, Denver. They visit St. Cloud State. Then they're home for their last series um, for Western Michigan. Then their last official series of the season comes at Omaha, right back here, um, with some home ice implications. Certainly for UNL, you would think, could be a close race as it currently stands right now. That is a little bit of a look uh, at North Dakota. A quick preview of Omaha's schedule. Um, After this weekend at North Dakota, they host... Number five, Denver at home at Baxter Arena on Friday and Saturday next weekend. Um, and that is a little look at that. Uh, we'll talk more about Denver next week. I've got a lot. Let me just say thank you to the omavs.com uh, uh, history page now on the, on the schedule. It's going to save me a lot of time um, and a lot of interesting yet kind of depressing stats coming next week but that's next week let's push it off and let's go after the fighting hawks this weekend um yeah so we got the fighting hawks this weekend number one 16 one and two on the season that's going to wrap it up this week for the Omaha Hockey StatCast. Thank you all for listening. It means a lot to me that you guys listen to the StatCast still. I'm hoping that we can reach some more people um, and get people more involved with kind of the back end of things when it comes to Omaha Hockey. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind, please share this, like I said, so we can spread the stats to whomever wants to listen. This weekend's games are Friday at 7.37 and Saturday at 7.07. They both can be seen on Yearview, uh, Cox Yearview, on um, Cox, of course, on television. They can also be seen on NCHC TV or listened to on 1180 Zone 2. Um, here, Donnie and uh, Terry on the call there. Otherwise, uh, that's it. Like I said, folks, thank you all for listening. And go Mavs.